ladies and gentlemen, it is Hockey Night in New York. Welcome to the program, everyone. It is Monday, June 1st, 2020. Coming at you from the Hockey Night New York studios on Long Island. We have a very, very special show coming up for you tonight. As you may have seen on Twitter, we had a, a big announcement. Our man, my brother, my friend, Mr. Tony Stabile, is taking a step back from the co-hosting duties. This will be his special edition farewell show. So we're going to have some fun with that. We're going to get into the Islanders. We're going to have the new man on the block, Christian Arnold, join us a little later to, to have some fun with us and talk about what's coming next. Big show coming up. Tony Stabile, how are you? What's up, my bro? Miss, uh, I really miss doing the show like right across from you. I really do, I have to say. And uh, I really I wish that we could be doing this farewell show together the way we've been I doing know. it for the last five years. It really pisses me off that this is the way things have got to be. And uh, I wish things were different. I really do. So, you know, maybe uh, the next time you guys do a live thing someplace, I'll have to come down and sit with you so I can stare into your beautiful eyes at least <laughs> one more time. Absolutely, man. I, I, I definitely want to do that, and, and hopefully that'll be sooner than later. It is a shame that we got to do this remotely, but unfortunately, this is the way of the world right now, and it's a very bittersweet day you know, for us at, at Hockey Night in New York because of, obviously, the changes that are going on here. And, you know, uh, given the timing of the show, I don't think we can start without acknowledging the difficult, difficult times going on in this country and in the world right now. Uh, we wish everyone safety and health. We support the peaceful protesters fighting for justice, and we support those officers of the law maintaining safety in a conscientious matter. Uh, if you find yourself needing a break from what's going on out there, this episode will be here when you are ready. But uh, we just wanted to to acknowledge that before we got going. We uh, you know got going here, and uh, you know just show our support to the people out there that are fighting the good fight. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's crazy times. And everyone needs to, you know, kind of just, you know, take a step back and, and, and do what's in their heart and, and, and kind of just, you know, look at everything that's going on right now and, and, and just see where we're at and see where you're at as a person and, you know, kind of just move on from this and grow as a, as a country, because we need to grow more together than we have been at least the last four years, but probably much longer than that. So we need to move on and, and, and get get to where we need to be, and we need to do it together. We do. We do. We have to do it together. So, Tony, while it pains me to see you go, I'm glad we could do this last show and, and give you a send-off. And I look forward to having you back. And We, we mentioned it on Twitter. We, we're definitely going to have you back for future shows for, for a little How It Feels to Be Tony Stabile. Uh, we're going to have to mm-hmm. a- answer that all-important question. We'll be doing that throughout the future. We're going to try to make that a regular segment, hopefully – on a monthly basis, if, if timing all works out, and and most importantly, I'm gonna miss you, pal. You are my brother, and I love you. So uh, you know, we'll, we'll start a little bit there, just uh, maybe reminisce a little bit, and uh, then we'll we'll get into the Islanders and what's going on with the NHL. Right. <clears throat> well, I want to. Uh, I just you know, I want to you know just talk a little bit about you know this decision that uh, you know that we had to we had to make <clears throat> the timing of it. Um, yeah. You know, with the NHL starting up again, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of stuff going on. Another training camp, which is probably the only training camp we're going to see until, you know, maybe later on this year. Right. So, you know, essentially with the playoffs starting, it's like a mini season that's going to happen between now and the fall and so on and so forth. So with <clears throat> with my life, you know, my my 
my job is demanding. Um, you know, as of right now, I've been working from home. Obviously, everybody has been to this point, but you know, my commute back and forth to Manhattan. Um, I got two young kids, um, you know, eleven and eight, and it's just. You know, doing the show is not just Sean and I. It may sound like it's just the two of us just sitting across from each other and shooting the shit for, you know, for two hours and, <laughs> right. you know, bringing drops on and, and everything. But there's a lot that goes into this, guys. I mean, yeah. it really is. I mean, you know, there's a lot of preparation. There's a lot of, you know, it's not just watching the games. It's watching the games. It's looking at stats. It's, it's being on, on social media. It's reading Twitter. It's, it's listening to other podcasts. It's, it's watching interviews. It's, it's making sure that, you know, microphone levels are set and we have proper music <laughs> and sponsorships and phone calls and, yeah. and setting guests yeah. up. Like there's so much that goes into it. And it's just for me to, you know, Sean has picked up a lot of this over the last, you know, the last 18 months. And it's, you know, it's an unfair burden on him. Um, so as time has gone on this season, I've realized more and more that I cannot hold up my end of the bargain here. And it's just, it's not fair to Sean. It's not fair to you as the listener. So it was, I thought in the best interest of the show and of everything that I, I, I step back and not do this on a weekly basis, just because I can't give what you guys deserve and what needs to be done to make the show what it is. And what it, it really, what it is, is it's a great thing. You know, it's just two guys. We don't take ourselves too seriously. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> um, just, we, we really don't. I mean, but we have a great relationship. I mean, Sean and I yeah. were, you know, we've, we have become, you know, Sean is one of my closest friends in the world. I love him to death. I Absolutely. still do. You know, I still do. I, I always will. I will support him, the show. And I'm not going anywhere. I mean, listen, That's right. guys, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going to Mars. I'm not going to say anything <laughs> like that. I'm going to be right here. Might be a good time to go to Mars. <laughs> but that's besides yeah, well, I, I was actually jealous of those guys going up to the space station. I wish I, I was with them. That, that, was, yeah. that looked like a fun ride. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I mean, I'm not going anywhere. I'm, I'm, we'll be at the Coliseum before she closes down. I will be at Belmont when she opens up. Uh, I will be on Twitter. I will be out on social media. You know, please feel free to, to tweet at me. Um, you know, talk hockey. I've always talked hockey. For sure, I'll tell you that. Uh, you know, we've had conversations till two thirty in the morning. You know, after a show, yeah, just about bullshit, true. and then you know, and we just and you know we we'll do that. You know, so I'm always there. I'm always going to be there. I will always support Sean. And <clears throat> the the last thing I want I want to say just before we you know we move on to you know to do the show, I, I you know is you're not you couldn't get or you couldn't find a better person to to do this show with Sean and Christian Arnold. I mean. This kid is just outstanding. He is a great person. He's a great, great dude. He is a knowledgeable hockey guy. He is in that locker room. He's a professional. And he is 100%. such a good dude. Seriously. And I'm not I'm not just saying this because, you know, like he's gonna go back and listen to this which he better because I'll kick his ass if he doesn't. <laughs> but I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, he really is a solid guy. You're gonna really enjoy listening to him. He's got great insight, he's got a good personality. And again, doesn't take himself too seriously as you heard, you, you know, Brian Compton, myself, Sean, we really break his chops like you wouldn't believe, <laughs> but he's, he's, a, good he's sport. a great kid and he is, he's a really good sport. He's a good person and he's, he knows the shit out of this team and he is going to, you know, do a, 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 a unbelievable job 
um, stepping in here and going forward. So I couldn't have picked a better person to be able to do this if I had tried. I mean, he is the absolute perfect person to go into the spot and I, I couldn't be happier. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I'm going to be able to talk, you know, hockey with these guys. I'm glad I'm going to be able to stay connected with you, you guys and Absolutely. the outpouring of messages I've gotten on Twitter and, you know, people have sent texts and emails and whatever. I, I really appreciate it. And we're going to have some fun tonight. Let's, you know, let's, let's talk some hockey. Let's have some laughs and thank you for everything. And, you know, we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we'll go over, you know, the, the rest of all that stuff at the end of the show. So Thanks, buddy. Absolutely, man. And yeah, just to to piggyback off of that, I mean, look, folks, you know, I mean, Tony couldn't have said it any better. We love each other. We're we're great pals and you know, we're both, you know, really upset that it came to this and, and we tried. We tried to make it work and for any longtime listeners of the show, we're sure you guys noticed, particularly over this, you know, the the before everything shut down, you know, even heading into this break. You know, we had a hard time just getting on the same page to, to get a show to do together. I know some of you guys tuned in for, for some solo shows that I did, and that's never how we wanted to do the show. You know, we, we know that the, the this this show is at its best when, when Sean when, when Sean and Tony, when both of us are together doing the show and, and we love doing it together and and again it's 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 sad and it's it's upsetting that it's come to this. But, you know, we just re- looked reality in the face, you know, we, we tried to come up with, you know, different ways of doing it, different solutions, but we just figured out at the end of the day that, that this unfortunately was going to be the best way to do it. But, you know, like, like we both said, you know, Tony's not going anywhere. He's, he's still going to be a part of the show. He's still going to come back. He's still going to do guest spots. We're going to still going to have fun with him and, you know, we'll, we'll be finding out how it feels to be Tony Stabile <laughs> over the course of, you know, the playoffs when they come back and, and beyond. So, you know, it's uh, it's it's sad for both of us, but at the same time, it's it's great that uh, you know, we're, we're able to part ways on you know on the same page and and uh, you know, continue in, in the best way that we can. And 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 like Tony said, you know, I'm I'm, I'm excited about Christian coming on. Uh, Tony gave him a great endorsement, and you know, I, I have to agree. He he's a professional. He does a fantastic job. I'm excited about him getting on board, and and you know, we'll be talking to him a little bit later on to welcome him. And uh, look, I mean, not not how we wanted it, and and also, you know, like Tony said, really appreciate the the response from from listeners, and you know, I mean, just like you guys, I'm sad to see Tony go. I wish it wasn't happening this way, but we we appreciate the response. We appreciate the fact that you guys are listening to us, and and you know, you you've enjoyed what we've done. So, you know, still good things coming ahead. We appreciate it. We 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 hope you guys stick with us. We hope you guys uh, stick with myself and, and Christian. And uh, there's plenty more hockey, hockey night in New York to come. So with that being said, Tony, what do you say we jump into the aisles? Yeah, man, let's do it. Let's do it. So, folks, if you have been clamoring for sports, clamoring for hockey, the National Hockey League has given you a glimmer of hope. Even though everything is TBD, we don't know exactly when things are coming back. As you all know by now, the NHL has laid out its plans for a return to play, and we're all just kind of sitting and waiting for the next announcement to find out what's, uh, you know, what's going to come next. So before we dive into that plan and that platform, we might as well take a look at what happened prior to. Let's talk about the fact that the regular season is now over. The Islanders have finished with a 35-23-10 record through 68 games played. Good for 80 points and a 588 points percentage in these uh, these new stats that they had to track on account of this crazy time that we're in. That lands them in the seventh spot in the Eastern Conference. 
and a date with the 12th seeded Florida Panthers in the preliminary playoff round. So, with that being said, Tony, how does it feel to be Tony Stabile? Well, it feels really good because a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> it didn't feel great before this, uh, before the pause on uh, was I believe on uh, March uh, what the uh, the 18th I believe it was or uh, something uh, like even that. before that I think it was 12th or something. It was something like that. Yeah, yeah March 12th. That's important. right, March 12th. So. Yeah, I, I mean, it definitely feels better now. And uh, the, the main reason it feels better is because the Islanders are going to be healthy. I mean, every team is going to be healthy. I mean, they're going to be rusty. I mean, because everyone's been sitting and not doing anything for the last, you know, but they are definitely going to be healthy. You're going to, you know, Casey Sezikis has been confirmed to come back. We went and had a call the other day. Sezikis is back. Adam Pellick is back. That's a tremendous get right there for the Islanders. They play they played fantastic with him in the lineup early in the season. They played terrible without him in the lineup. Uh, they were playing better after the acquisition of Andy Green, who now probably is looking at the seventh overall defenseman position as depth, which you know I'm sure Andy Green has not been used to, or whatever the case is going to be for that. But it's going to be interesting to see how um, how Barry uh, ends up putting his defensive pairings and who gets into the lineup and who doesn't. Sure, yeah, absolutely. But the big, the big, I mean, Pelic is big, but having cases as he gets back is going to be tremendous because the Islanders are finally going to be able to debut this center depth that they have now acquired with the acquisition of um, of Pajot at the trade deadline. Uh, and look, there's there's no there's no way to sugarcoat this. This is a huge moment for the Islanders. They gave up a lot to get Pajot. They paid a lot to, to after they signed him, but they gave up this year's first and second round picks together. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The way that the draft lottery is going to work is that the Islanders, unless they win the draft lottery, they are going to be, you know, giving up. They could usually give up a pick somewhere in the 20s, so on and so forth. That's not the way this works. If they end up losing the series to the Panthers, the Islanders could be looking at giving up somewhere and a pick somewhere in the teens. That's yeah. a valuable pick. All yeah. right. And that's a valuable pick in the second round too, because it's you know it's early in the second round as well, where you could still snap a first round talent up. Right. So the Islanders are definitely looking at this situation and saying, you know, this was a big deal that we made to get Peugeot. And look, I think it it definitely bodes well for them the fact that they're all back and they actually they have him in the lineup, which is going to be tremendous because you're going to have your four centers on. Uh, you get Pelic back, so this is definitely going to be a team that is ready to go, and you saw how they came oh, yeah. out of the gate this year. It's like they didn't even lose a step after last season. So I have no doubt that the way Barry has, has coached this team, that they'll be able to hit the ground running for sure. But, you know, a lot is riding on that first series that they're going to have to play Florida because if they don't, they're going to surrender some really valuable picks to Ottawa. Uh, come whenever the hell the draft is going to be. God only knows when it's going to be. Yeah, that's still up in the air, too. I, I guess, if anything, it's good that it seems like it's now going to come after, you know, this return to play happens. If you remember, there was talk that they, they might have it this month before they come back to play. I'm glad that it seems like that's right. in the waste bin now because I think that would have been a, a really big mistake. Agreed. I mean, you, you know, we, look, the NHL is always, you know, always done – their their draft order on seeding it's important it's obviously important because you have teams that have traded away picks so you didn't want to have it you know uh the draft order uh be seeded based upon a incomplete regular season so i think that this is definitely the better way to go 
look, I don't think personally, I, I understand why they, I get the economics behind this whole thing. I understand why they're doing this. Sure. I understand why they money. do it this way. They need the exactly. They need the money. Batman can tell and us honestly, as much like, as he wants that it's for the fans. It's for the money. I mean, the yeah, fans well, benefit, and this is, but absolutely. because they get to watch, but it's for the money. Right. It is for the money, and it's for it's for two reasons. And this is, and uh, you know, a lot of this is not being talked about. But everyone is everyone is saying, well, why wouldn't you want to just cancel this season and start next season regular? Because they don't want to play fans without they don't want to play games without the fans. Okay, so if they do that right. for the playoffs, which right now they know they can't have any fans, right? So they'll play these games. They'll play them in these neutral cities, right? These neutral sites. There'll be no fans in the stadium, in the in the arenas, and they'll play these games, and they'll they'll be over with, no over and done with with the playoffs. Then they have their off season, basically, which would be from what, like the end of September, October through the end of the year, right? But they're hoping is that even next year's shortened season, right? Which would obviously that's what it would be. No, they'll be no, able no. Have they have every intention on playing a full season next year, pal. They want to start in January, and they want to play an eighty-two game season. How are they going to do that? That is not a question for me to answer, but that's okay. what they want to do. Okay. That is that well, is okay. their intention. Well, I'm pretty sure one of the last one of the last pressers that well, Bettman had or interview. I'm pretty sure their intention is to is to get a full season in, even if that one spills into July. Well, look, three, two a month ago, you and I had a show. You know, having a conversation that this season was over, that they weren't going to be able to continue. So I guess True. anything is possible. That's right. But I don't see how that's even possible. But that whatever the case <laughs> may be, right? But. I mean, they're 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 banking on the fact that by January, maybe they'll be able to have fans in the arena. That's what they're hoping. So by doing this, they get the money revenue from the playoffs. They get their little off season. They get to take care of their free agency, the draft, so on and so forth. And then they get to bring training camp back, and then the season come back in January, hopefully to the point where they can have fans in the seats. That's their hope. Okay, so they minimize because if you have the if you would have canceled everything and then started training camp in September, now you're looking at having all of these regular season games with nothing. Okay, yeah. So by them pushing it back, it's the possibility that you're able to have people back in the building. So it's a twofold thing: they get the revenue from the playoffs, and then they get the possibility of being having people the fannies back in the seats. I get the economics behind it, but but all of that being said. This 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 whole thing, how this is going to go, I have no idea how it's. I, I have no None idea. None of us do. Gonna, uh, None of us out. do. I mean, I really don't. I have no idea how it's going to play out. It's all guessing games, man. I mean, like I said, which is just wait and see. I mean, they have a plan. It's great. It's everybody's getting excited about it. You know, at different levels, some people say just cancel it. Some people don't like the format. And you and I can rap about that a little bit. But look, from my point of view, I'd rather have hockey than not. And I said it a while sure. back when this stuff was all up in the air. You know, this is this is the time to get crazy and do weird crap, right? Because things are already turned upside down as it is. So while me personally, I think a 20-team format would have been better because, you know, you look at the teams like Chicago and Montreal that don't belong in this mix at all, but you know why mm-hmm. they do it. You know, obviously it gets more teams in, gets more games in, it gets more viewership in, and obviously it gets two huge markets in, in Chicago and Montreal involved. I get that, and it'll be really fun if one of those teams pull up an upset, <laughs> and they could. But, sure. but you know, look, as, as you know, Bettman and Daly have all said, like nobody, not everybody is going to 
like this. Not everybody's going to be on board. We tried to come up with the best solution possible to have some sort of close to this season to have a Stanley Cup winner. And I would rather that than nothing at all. And I will say it now, whether it's the New York Islanders or anybody else, maybe just the Rangers or the Leafs. I, I will not say it's an asterisk Stanley Cup. It will be a legitimate Stanley Cup win. Will it be weird? Will it be different? Yes, but I have no problem acknowledging whomever wins this special Stanley Cup that they are a Stanley Cup winner. I don't know about that, bro. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. Come on, man. Well, you look, you know as well as I do that the playoffs – that the that home ice advantage in the playoffs is such a huge advantage. So if yes. you take that away from everybody, right, well, they'll still get the, the the little things like the you know the face off advantages and stuff like that. Those, the home the quote unquote home teams yeah, will be treated like the home I, team on the ice as far as the rules no, I, go. No, no, that's not what I'm talking about. My thing I know is, you're talking about. is that the crowd, yeah, the I know. building, the staying at home, the like the, there's. So many factors, so many factors. True. Playing in your own boat, playing in True. front of your own fans, sleeping in your own bed. You know, I, you know, not having, you know, the, the travel time, the this, the that. I mean, everything. I mean, look, I know everyone's having the same thing. Everyone's going to be in a hotel, right? It's you know, I mean, equal if, playing even field. if Vegas is playing, even if Vegas is playing in Vegas, they're still going to have to stay in the hotel. They're still going to have to do the same thing that all the other teams are doing. I understand that. Yeah, but. The idea of is that when a when a Stanley Cup winner is crowned, it's based upon home ice advantage. It's based upon having to play those games outside of the building in another team's building, which you're walking into, and it's a complete nightmare. You know, it's yeah. like you know walking an Islander fan walking into Madison Square Garden, or where a Ranger fan has to walk into National Coliseum, whatever it is. You know, these these players have to go through all that, and they're not going to have to do it. Is it a different set of circumstances? Absolutely. Are they going to be doing it after sitting on the couch? Well, not essentially, but you know what I'm, you know, the metaphor I'm going for. But are they going to have to do it after sitting on the couch for the last three months watching the Tiger King and, uh, you know, and uh, and not being able to skate on the ice? Absolutely, they're going to have to do that. But to, to say that you can look at this year's Stanley Cup team as opposed to all the other ones, I don't know if I could do that, bro. I, I just, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, you're entirely your opinion, but I, I don't think I can and do so that. And so are you. Look, look, man, I get it. I get it. It's not perfect. It's not. But you're still going to end up with eventually 16 teams that are, if, if all goes according to plan, playing seven-game series from from the beginning of that round to the end. And, yes, they're going to be in neutral sites. Yes, there's not going to be fans there. But they're still playing the same amount of hockey that they would have been playing in normal circumstances. I mean... I'm not going to take credit away from the Stanley Cup winner because there weren't fans in the seats and because there wasn't, you know, a, a trip, you know, an airplane flight between the two cities in the finals. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I appreciate your points. I do. But at the same time, I mean, it's going to be a legit playoffs. It's going to be high-end hockey, and it's going to be strange without the crowd. I, I'm actually curious if they're going to toy with, you know, playing with crowd noises and stuff. You know, are they just going to let us hear the building, that. or are they going to are they going to pump some crowd noise in there? Are they going to play, you know, the goal horns and play a, a, a fake crowd around? I think they might do that, unless they, they get creative to, you know with why? something we don't think of. 
They have to. You know why? Because the guys are going to be screaming at each other on the ice because that's what you do. You know, when you're playing hockey, that's you're true. communicating with the You're going to hear and, all that chirping, and, and it ain't clean. You're going to hear <laughs> everything, and it's never clean. It's always it's always terrible. So they're going to have to have so – they cannot play in a – you can't have crickets in the – you know, like right. – you just can't do that. It's, just, it's impossible. Yeah. So I think that they, they're going to have to come up with something. There's got to be some kind of noise. I, I, mean, I mean, personally, if you really – if you want to start messing with things, the NBA plays with music playing in the background. Why not? Try that. Try that. Try that. I emphasize. No, know, that might be what they do. Whether it's music, whether it's crowd noise, maybe the team that's designated the quote-unquote home team gets to choose the music that's played. I mean, these are logistics that somebody's got to be talking about, you know, eventually if they're not already. Because you're not going to have people in the building. you got to do something about that sound. I would really, really hope that the general managers have the feed and have the uh, have the feedback here on this because you know God only knows if they have some, you know, some young, you know, NHL NHL official sitting in NHL headquarters saying. Oh, wouldn't it be great if uh, you know we just we pumped in uh, you, know, uh, you know just applause or you know, just, you know you would have to come up with you know with something crazy you know that they they, they try you know these different things in the minor leagues or whatever. But I'm hoping that the general managers will say no, 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 we're not. We're going to try this. We need to do that. Like you know, you know, have the general managers now have the um, uh, what do they have? They have the committee on on the equipment, right? You know, goalie mm-hmm. equipment and stuff like well, that. They have so a return to play committee. Have, Maybe they maybe they're covering it. The I return hope so. to play. Committee. I really do. But there's got to be something. They cannot. They definitely cannot play to just crickets. That's impossible. I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I mean, maybe that's something they'll detail as as we get closer. You know. But I guess since we're already on, we'll we'll stick with this. I was going to bounce elsewhere, but uh, we'll get get to that later. So we 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 have a better idea what's happening now. You, you have 24 teams, two host cities. Uh, the word is they're both going to be American cities. Um, and one of which is probably going to be Vegas, like you said. There's there's going to be training camp. Months. Yeah, they have the most hotel rooms. They, 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 we have to think that that's definitely it's a brand new building, and they got freaking hotel rooms. Uh, you know, for for every sports league, <laughs> let alone just they the, do uh, have freaking hotel NHL, rooms. So. Yeah, <laughs> they, do. I mean, they, they got have hotel a lot. rooms for every. Yeah. They could they can house the NFL, the NBA, MLB, and, and the NHL, and and have rooms to spare. They they could almost give every team their own themed hotel. You know, you could. I, I was going to say you could put the Kings in Planet Hollywood, but they're not coming. They're not invited. <laughs> but you get my point. You know, L- L.A. was actually wasn't L.A. one of the cities they were concerned? Uh, which I, I well, also saw that Minneapolis being a host was city, on that. But I'm saying yeah, the so Kings actually aren't going to be there. No, I know, I know, but I saw that Minneapolis St. Paul was was on the. the I said, "Yeah, well, that ain't happening anymore." So you can forget about that. But yeah, well, that's definitely not going to be. Uh, that's 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 not a good idea. Yeah, I, I I'm sure that they're no longer a prime candidate, given everything yes. that's going on. I think I definitely got it. I I'd have to think that Vegas. I you know I saw Toronto on that list, but I, I think that I thought they all but assured that that it wasn't going to be a Canadian city only because they have uh, the the what the two week um, uh, quarantine. Mm-hmm. Isn't don't they have some kind of rule that? Um, yeah, I, 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 there was a reason why all the Canadian cities were 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 not. It had, I think it has something to do with the the border, like literally letting people back and forth, like. I believe they're letting the players go down to the states, you know, to to play down there. But then I think after that, like there was the logistics of I don't know, maybe going back. I'm not honestly, I'm not sure, and I don't want to spout misinformation or whatever. 
Um, right. But well, I know that they yeah, there was the there was there was the some reason why they, they they it's better off not doing it up in Canada. Mm-hmm. So, well, but I, I, if I had to guess between you and I, I think there's going to be obviously one in the east, one in the west. I think Vegas will be one of the teams. I know I want one of the cities, and I, I if I if I had to guess, I would have to think that either Nashville or Columbus has definitely got to be high up on that list. Because yeah, I was thinking it Columbus. makes the most sense because they're both centrally located. So yeah, my my thought was Columbus, but look, it doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Whoever you know, whoever can do it, whoever can do it. In the most, uh, the one, that, the place that most, makes most logistical sense, the place where it's going to be safest. I mean, it doesn't matter because none of us are going there anyway. <laughs> it's just, it's just going right, to be broadcasting exactly. there. So set up the cameras. Turn on your TV and exactly. be as close as you get to the action. Exactly. Make it as safe as possible. So you're going to have the two locations. Like I said, there's going to be a training camp to, to get, you know, players back in shape so that, you know, they're, they're not all, you know, busting their ankles and pulling their groins when they start playing the real game. So that's good. There's going to be two exhibition games. The only thing is, you know, it sounds like there won't be any games, you know, until at least mid-July they were talking about uh, according to what the league says. And it just... It I just, think the league said that they can't even have training so far away, Tony. It just sounds so far away. You know what I mean? It's four months. It's four months, okay? Now, you know as well as I do, there's a lot of... <laughs> what's, what's the matter? What's so funny? What's so funny? Uh, that's, pretty, that's pretty funny. That, that is pretty funny. That's pretty funny. Far away. Very good. That's right. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I knew you were going to incorporate Nickelback into the show, well, so I appreciate buddy. that. That you actually have this song someplace that you could play it. Well, buddy, you didn't even notice the intro track, or at least you didn't mention it. The intro track I, I, was I, one last run. <laughs> yeah, that was Nickelback too, pal. This is an all Nickelback show tonight, pal. Oh, that you, bro. I did that uh, for you. Know you. You just warm. You just warm my heart, bro. <laughs> you just warmed my heart. I mean, geez, you finally doing. noticed. Because I couldn't believe I, you didn't say anything after the intro. I was like, all right, I, I guess I'll wait till later. I, you know what, bro? I, I was I was looking through my notes. You were focused. <laughs> I like it. On. And I was completely like I heard it, but I wasn't completely focused on it. So that's but now that was that was that was awesome, buddy. Well, do you, you so do you know that I have completely sabotaged my YouTube account because you know how when you search for songs, it, it oh you're goes gonna into have history that for the next and it, six months like it, it you're up, have you know it updates your recommendations based on stuff that you were looking for. Now mm-hmm. I don't have mm-hmm. any of these songs because you know I'm not a I don't have poor taste in music like you, so I had to find them on YouTube and get the tracks and whatnot. So now, oh, now my, my YouTube history and, and my recommendations is littered with Nickelback. It's awful. So that's, that's the sacrifice I made for you tonight, pal. Well, that, and if anybody knows you as well as I do, that is a tremendous, tremendous undertaking right there. So thank you very much. <laughs> I knew it was going to come up once, but now that I know it's going to be the whole show, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy the hell out of this, bro. Oh yeah, pal! It's get <laughs> put your seatbelt on. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yes, Very good. indeed. Okay. Yes, indeed. So, All right. yes, yes, it is definitely a. Uh, it is far away. <laughs> it is far away. It is far away. <laughs> All right, you know what? It's it's uh it's been about thirty minutes so far on the show. Why don't we sneak in a break? We'll do another fifteen, and then we'll get Christian on. How does that sound? 
Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right, folks. So I want to thank you all for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile for Tony's farewell show. Remember, you can tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at HockeyNightNY.com, the premier live podcast covering the New York Islanders and the NHL at large from our studios right here on Long Island, hosted by Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Tune in weekly during the season Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time for insights on the team, great special guests, and commentary on all the happenings around the league. If you happen to miss us live, all shows can be streamed or downloaded 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, at the same address, HockeyNightNY.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can subscribe and never miss a show, no matter what your preferred platform. Question for the guys? Comments? Interested in the sponsorship? Please contact us at HockeyNightNewYork at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. We appreciate all the support, and as always, let's go Islanders. Love repping your favorite Long Island hockey team? Can't get enough orange and blue swag? Look no further than Yes Men Outfitters, the independent lifestyle brand born on the island to support the game, the team, and the players you love. Visit YesMenOutfitters.com for a wide selection of themed shirts, hats, hoodies, and yes, even pajamas. All apparel is designed and created in-house with the same passion and dedication as your favorite team on the ice. So upgrade your wardrobe and show off your pride today by visiting YesMenOutfitters.com. And don't forget to use promo code HockeyNightNY for 10% off your order. That's YesMenOutfitters.com. Never made it as a wise man. I couldn't cut it as a poor man stealing. Tired of living like a blind man. Sick aside without a sense of feeling And this is how you remind me this is Welcome back to the program. You're listening to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. And uh, I would like to apologize to all the listeners for the third Nickelback track that is being played right now. And It's all for Tony. I figured, you know... It's his send off, and we might as well play his favorite band while he's <laughs> while he's going off into the sunset, and, and um, you know, just use use soap and water in your ears when the show's over, and you'll be all right. <laughs> Everything will be fine. So, <laughs> let's get back to it, Tony. Where <laughs> you know that the games are a little far away. They're not coming back until at the earliest mid-July, but I think it's going to be even later than that. And obviously, look, it's all fluid. We have to see what happens with this pandemic, what you know, the, how the numbers are going, how the phases are going, and and they have to just do it as safely as possible. So, with that in mind, let's now move on to more of the format to, to how this is going to work. So, we know that the Islanders are going to be matched up against the Panthers. And we also have an interesting scenario with the top four teams in each conference. And one through four, they get a bye through that preliminary round. It's, it's, it's interesting. The NHL hasn't decided if they're acknowledging whether the opening round is a playoff round or not, if it's actually the playoffs or if it's just like going to be this a special, play-in. unique play-in or if they're going to tack it on to the, to the regular season. They, they haven't made it official yet, so kind of interesting there. I guess we'll find out eventually. But, again... 
You're going to get one through four. They get by. So if we're looking at the Eastern Conference, that's Boston, that's Tampa, that's Philly, that's Washington. I, I don't, where did Philly come from, Tony? <laughs> they snuck in. I mean, <laughs> at he one snuck point. snuck up on everybody. Yeah, I mean, they just went on a roll at the right time, I guess, right? And now they're there. They're getting a bye. And, you know, I, I guess they're just playing much better. Oh, they were playing much better hockey before uh, everything came to a close. So good for them. They get a bye. What happens when you get goaltending? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure, especially for those guys. So then you got 5 versus 12, 6 versus 11, 7 versus 10. That's Isles, Florida, and 8 versus 9. And, you know, with a playoff matchup like that, we, we, we had, we've seen this in the past now, obviously, with significantly different rosters, at least to, to a certain degree, um, you know, with, with these two teams. But they did face off in 16, and the Islanders, as far as the, the media went, were not favored to win that series, but they end up coming out on top. And, you know, it's a little bit of a rematch. So, you know, saying that, Tony, would you would you say that this means war? Would you would you say this is kind of a battle that's going on here between the, the Islanders and the Panthers coming up? Yeah, I would definitely think that this war. <laughs> <laughs> you are really out of yourself. This is, um, I'm, I'm actually impressed here. I'm impressed. <laughs> if you're trying to get me to cry, you're doing a good uh, job, bro. Because I, yeah, this is, uh, I, I am really impressed. Buddy. Very, very good. I'm crying on the inside. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not the emotions of the show. It's it's, it's my eardrums. That is, uh, yeah, yeah, no, I get it completely. <laughs> I completely get it. But, um, yeah, I, look, I mean... If we're uh, was was I actually set up just for just for the song or should I? <laughs> no, yeah, no. Talk about the war, <laughs> buddy. <laughs> talk about the battle. Okay. Let's, okay. let's talk about let's, the matchup. Let's talk, let's, yeah, well, the matchup is the, the matchup is an interesting one because I think the Panthers definitely underplayed um, their talent this year. You know, if you think about it, because they, I mean, Barkov is is one of the top centers in the game at this point. Um, they have a, a talented young defense. Uh, Yandel's having a phenomenal year to, to you know, to, to when the season end came to an end. Uh, they got a disappointing uh, performance out of Bobrovsky his first year in Florida. Um, so, uh, you know, it's an interesting, it's an interesting matchup. The Islanders played well against them this year, so um, it'll be interesting to see how, how it plays out. But again, I'm really, I'm very interested to see how this team plays all together now completely healthy for the first time uh, probably since November because, you know, you had guys who were in and out of the lineup. You lost, you know, Sezikis, you lost Pelik, you, you acquired Pajot. The fact that those three guys, those are three important pieces that you're adding to your lineup. I think it's going to be a really, really fun ride against uh, against Florida. Yeah, you know, it's it's. I think it's cool that we're getting a rematch. I mean, I would have liked to have seen maybe a, a fresh fresh matchup, but look, again, beggars can't be choosers. I'm glad that we're just going to see some hockey, and and I like the matchup. It's coming from an Islander fan point of view. You know, um, I'd rather play the Panthers than a lot of teams that that got through, and that includes teams like the Blue Jackets, teams like the Rangers. I'm glad that the Islanders don't have to deal with them in this prelim round, especially if it's only going to be five games. You know, I, I, I think I like the Islanders in the series. I think, you know, they're they're the favorites. I think they're the team that's going to come out on top. Uh, that's not to say I don't think Florida will give them a good series. And I think right. it also comes down to which Bobrovsky shows up, you know, because right. he mm-hmm. hasn't exactly had the greatest season this year in Florida. 
So, you know, look, a lot of variables, but and, – and you say the Islanders are going to be healthy, but, I mean, that's pretty much a story for everybody, right? Maybe there's some teams that have guys that had longer-term injuries – and they're not coming back. But, I mean, it's going to be a fairly level playing field for most teams as far as getting players back. I think the only question is, and, and this is one, you know, that I think is kind of crucial with the Islanders is, yeah, it's awesome that they're getting Adam Pellick back, but what Adam Pellick are they getting? Because he's been out for a long time, and he, you know, hasn't been on his skates for a while. And, yes, there's going to be a training camp. Yes, there's going to be exhibition games. But I wonder... You know, look, it may take everybody a little while to get their legs, but how long is it going to take for Adam Pellick to get his legs to to be mm-hmm. the Pellick that all Islander fans hope that he's going to be? Well, I mean, the, the the good thing about it is that if if the uh, <clears throat> you know if they're a, if he's able to get on a sheet of ice within the next couple of weeks and start skating before mid July, I think that it'll be a lot better for him. Uh, because listen, he's got to be doing rehab. There's no way that Lou Lamarillo would, would, would clear him to play in training camp in July if he hasn't been doing, um, if he hasn't been able to, to you know, to do his rehab. You know, they obviously he's he's had to have skated. There's no way that they would be they would clear him unless they knew he could skate. So uh, you know, we don't know how much how much he's been doing. Um, you don't know any of this stuff, you know. I mean, could he he could be on the ice more than than other guys who have had to self quarantine because he was away from the team and he was rehabbing. So there's, there's a good possibility that he's been on the ice more than some of his teammates have the last two months. So it's, it's, it's definitely got to be a place where, you know, that these guys have had, have been on the ice and they've been cleared by doctors and they've been cleared by the the staff for saying he's able to play. Now, if he's not, which is definitely, if he hasn't been on the ice at all and July is the first time he gets on the ice uh, since, since January, then you, you're you're in a completely different ballgame because then Andy Green is not going to be sitting, and you're going to have to wait for Adam Pellet to get his, his legs underneath him before him because there's no two week training camp that's going to prepare him for not being on the ice for six months. So um, it'll be interesting. I I, I have to think that Lou Lamarillo does not say that he's available for when training camp starts if he hasn't been on the ice yet. I don't think that there's any way that that's possible. No, I agree with that. I think he's he's going to be ready to go in some form. The the question is just how much how much rust, you know, is is he gonna have to shake off? Will it all be shaken off during that training camp and exhibition period? Or is is he gonna be slow out of the gate where, you know, they have to, you know, maybe throw Andy Green in there a little bit? Well think of it this way. I mean if you're if you're a team that gets gets eliminated in April, right? If mm. you don't make the playoffs. You're you're not on the ice April, so basically April, May, June, July, August. That's five months. So yeah. it really isn't that big of a stretch, if you ask me. Okay, that's a that's a decent point. I like that. Glass half full. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I, I you know, I mean, it's I, these guys skate in the summertime. There's no question about that. But again, if he's been skating the last, you know, if he's been skating the last six weeks and he's not going to have to get in until the beginning of July, eh, then it's a, there's a decent possibility that he'll be okay. True that. True that. And when you talk about other returning guys, you get Johnny Boychuk back there too. Uh, he's going to be coming back from that awful skate slice injury because everybody on the Islanders is getting one of those these this year. It's trending. Um, and then you, you're getting Sezikis back. You, you alluded to this earlier. They're going to have that that full you know strength four-man center rotation, which I think is going to be great. It's going to spread the ice time out. I mean, it was one of the things that we were celebrating – you know, as far as getting a guy like Pat Joe, 
is that it would spread the ice time out. You have a guy like him who can also take crucial faceoffs, who can be on the penalty kill. There doesn't have to be as much reliance on Zeker to be in those situations, and, and, and it allows Barry the opportunity to you know be a little more you know tac- tactical with his lineup. You know, as far as matchups, as far as, you know, where he wants guys. And, uh, again, face-off situations and stuff. So I think that's a huge strength for this team going into any series, whether it's against Florida or whomever. So, right. look, it's just a matter of these guys being able to hit the ground running. I mean, that's that's the whole thing. I mean, I'm really – it's crazy. I don't think I've been as excited for a training camp <laughs> in a long time just because of, of what, what's coming after. I mean, you know, training camp, and then you're into the, into the playoffs. You're into the high-stakes games, and, and that's going to be an interesting thing, too. You, you talk about the lack of fans, but just overall, you, you think about the, the mentality, right, the, 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 the mental preparation for these players, the fact that they're going to be going right into playoff games. There's not going to be any crowd there, but they're going to have to get up. They're going to have to get up for these games and, and play for them like the place is packed out, you know? I mean, that's... exactly. And, you know, it's uh, mental focus is, is, is going to be a big thing for, for this situation, too. You know, I think that's going to play a part. I mean, even if it's subconscious, some guys just may end up coming out into the ice, you know, and, and because the atmosphere is just so lacking that it, it may take them a little while to, to really realize the, the situation that they're in, you know? It's, just, it's, it's without a doubt, it is going to be a completely different uh, experience for these guys. You know, like how many times have you heard? You know, how many times have you heard Islander players talk about being able to hear the crowd? You know, in the locker room and how it pumps them up, and and how you know the crowd getting behind them—it's it's such a huge deal. Like, there's none of that. You know, there's none of that. There's no. And how many times have you heard opposing teams saying that they've gone into a building and the crowd being negative has right. given them an extra boost? Like, yep. so there's. I mean, you're basically playing these games in a vacuum. It's it's gonna be it's I, I am very interested to see what it's gonna be like because I have watched UFC I have watched re- professional wrestling you know WWE and it's fucking weird bro like it's weird <laughs> to watch these matches with nobody there like yeah you know like I, I love I love UFC okay I can watch UFC all day long okay and I I, I just I, I recently just watched one of the I watched I don't know which one which match I just watched but. I just watched a match that was that was with no crowd, right? Yeah. And I was I was like, this is just odd. It's just odd. And I don't think the crowd is a big factor in UFC as 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 much as no. you know wrestling and whatever because of the trash talking back and forth and whatnot, and especially not in professional team sports. But it was just weird, bro, to have the empty chairs there. It's odd. So I'm very interested to see what this is going to be like. We all are. Well, with that, Tony, why don't we take another break? When we come back, we'll bring Christian Arnold on. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right, folks, once again, you are listening to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Tune in live or for the archives at HockeyNightNY.com. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at HockeyNightNY.com, the premier live podcast covering the New York Islanders and the NHL at large from our studios right here on Long Island, hosted by Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Tune in weekly during the season Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time for insights on the team, great special guests, and commentary on all the happenings around the league. If you happen to miss us live, all shows can be streamed or downloaded 24 hours a day, seven days a week, at the same address, HockeyNightNY.com. You can also find us on iTunes, 
Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can subscribe and never miss a show, no matter what your preferred platform. Question for the guys? Comments? Interested in the sponsorship? Please contact us at HockeyNightNewYork at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. We appreciate all the support, and as always, let's go Islanders. Love repping your favorite Long Island hockey team? Can't get enough orange and blue swag? Look no further than Yes Men Outfitters, the independent lifestyle brand born on the island to support the game, the team, and the players you love. Visit YesMenOutfitters.com for a wide selection of themed shirts, hats, hoodies, and yes, even pajamas. All apparel is designed and created in-house with the same passion and dedication as your favorite team on the ice. So upgrade your wardrobe and show off your pride today by visiting YesMenOutfitters.com. And don't forget to use promo code HockeyNightNY for 10% off your order. That's YesMenOutfitters.com. Standing in line, the clubs will never get in. It's like the bottom of the ninth, and I'm never gonna win this. Life hasn't turned out quite the way I want it to be. Tell me what you want. I want a brand new. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. And joining us right now is the new rock star coming to Hockey Night New York, and that is none other than Mr. Christian Arnold from Islanders Insight. Thank you so much for joining us here, pal, to, to send off Tony and to welcome you on the show. How are you doing tonight, pal? I was doing great until I heard Nickelback coming into the back from the break. This is awful. Christian, let me tell you something. Just be grateful that you've only joined the show now, okay? Because for Tony... Since he has such a, a terrible taste in music, that's his favorite band. I've been playing that shit all oh, night. God. All night. That's awful. Yeah, no, I know. I know. I d- but we did it for him, man. We did it for him. This is it. Thank Don't you. worry. I understand. <laughs> Don't worry. After this, Ugh. this is going to be a Nickelback-free show. This is it. Thank God. Yeah, that's it. It's finished. So, Christian, <laughs> thanks for coming if on. You, if you were looking at me right now, you'd see the middle finger I'd have up to both of you guys. <laughs> You know what, Tony? I will, I will give you this, man. For for all the crap that you've been given over this band since we started doing this stuff together, between myself, my brother, Paulie, Brian Compton, Christian, Mikey Carver, you've held strong, pal. You have. You never lost faith in the worst band in the world. Well, I, I, I'd like to thank Thank you, I guess. <laughs> I'm giving you credit, pal. You held strong. You stuck to your I, guns. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, this is what happens. <laughs> Listen, if I could root for this organization through the, the 1990s, uh, this uh, standing by Nickelback is a really easy thing to do, bro. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Thank that's, you. That's a fair point. All right. All right. So so let's get into it. We, we started bidding farewell to Tony here, and now it is tonight we pass the torch. From Tony on to Christian. So, Christian, we want to welcome you aboard here. I want to welcome you aboard. And uh, I'm really excited about you coming on to the show with me. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. It's going to be a great time. And uh, maybe you could just take this opportunity to, you know, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. I know you, you've been a guest on the show before. I'm sure they're, they're familiar with you already. But why don't you just uh, chime in there a little bit? Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, I've, you know, 
I think Tony's known me almost as long as I've been doing this. I've been covering the Islanders since 20, 2010 now. Um, so basically 10 years. I think this is like my 10th season with some sort of credential covering the Islanders. Um, yeah, I've been all over the place. New York Hockey Journal, FNY, uh, right for the Associated Press. And now I'm swimming it with you, Sean. And how does that make you feel? <laughs> uh, I mean, really, I'm doing it doing it because I want to honor the tradition that Tony has, has set and the standard that Tony has set for the show. Ah, and uh, quite frankly, I still want his work to go uh, <laughs> you know, unheralded because, quite frankly, you could not carry the show without me. I, so I'm <laughs> happy to take that torch and, and take it from Tony and really run with it because you uh, really bring down the show if I wasn't here. So you're, you're saying that... that just me, it would have been a sinking ship. You're you're basically. Oh, I, I mean, taking I mean, over the captain's Tony, duties. The ship would have been already down. Wow, wow. Well, we're off to a great start. Let me tell you, this is. I, I just want to, I want to set the tone early, so, so you know what you what you can expect, <laughs> and that's, that's the truth and honesty from the side. Okay. Uh, Sean, I'm I got to be honest with you. I'm, I'm just I'm here to save the ship because Tony. Worked so wow. hard to keep it afloat. Well, what a what a valiant <laughs> hero you are stepping in and, and saving me from myself, Christian. I, I really appreciate that. It means a lot. I can only do so okay. much. Now, I can only do so much. Now, now, just be so so aware, Chris, the, the middle fingers on Al only points at Sean. I have now taken it off. <laughs> yet, so. you've, been nice. forgiven, you've been forgiven for your Nickelback comments, so thank you. That's sweet, Tony. Uh, of course. So before we before we get into you know the Islanders here, I mean, do do you have any parting words for Tony? I mean, you guys have known each other for a long time, and uh, Tony, I mean, maybe you want to just uh, pass the baton over to this this guy as well. Well, I said before in my uh, my long winded and uh, uh, monologue <clears throat> that uh, I don't think that there is a better person that could be jumping into this spot than, than Christian. I think that it is, you're getting someone who is professional, who is someone who's level-headed, is going to give you the facts, uh, a guy who knows this team, he knows, listen, listen, bro, you, you, you know, you've been, you've been interrupting me for five years. Can you give me like 30 seconds to give this guy like a proper <laughs> oh, you heard introduction? That. And, I apologize. For Christ's sake, bro. Sorry. I mean, Sorry. Hit, your, hit your mute for a minute, will you please? I can't. Usually I can't when he's on, usually when we're interviewing Christian, you're on mute, and you're like, "What is this guy talking about?" Like, wow. really, I mean, we can we can we can, <laughs> we can tell everybody we can tell everybody what actually happens now. I mean, it's it's you know, it's all out in the open. Wow, that's true. Every time I believe it. <laughs> See, you should believe it because uh, because I said it. That's why you should believe it. Okay. All right. so proceed. <laughs> but anyway, proceed. The, point i'm trying to make is is that i i i really i'm i'm, I'm really happy that you that you're coming on board I'm, I'm happy that i'm going to be able to you know still you know come on with you guys a little bit and hang out a little bit and and, and still be part of things a little bit and uh you know I, i'm i'm really happy bro and 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 sean he's got a great partner in you and i wish you nothing but the best tony i, I really appreciate the kind words i mean level-headed and I mean, after that the first comments i made here i, I feel like people do not believe that for one second um <laughs> but i i certainly appreciate it and tony it's been, it's been fun that you know obviously you've known each other for a long time now 10, 10 almost 10 plus years now uh and you've obviously all joking aside you've done a great job and you and shoney have a really special and fun product that you guys have put together for the last few years and uh, I'm, I'm happy to be a part of it and, and kind of continue that tradition and, and fill those shoes, Tony. So uh, certainly, it's certainly going to have a little bit of a different feel, 
but uh, you know, I hope I can live up to the the expectations that you set for sure. We'll see. I'll be I'll be letting you know. Don't worry. <laughs> and Sean's ruined the moment. <laughs> I mean, come on. This yeah, is- he, he he does that a lot. So just uh, <laughs> you should just prepare yourself for that. And listen, I also by the way, I, the last thing. Good. I was going to say. By the way, points. My point's been made that you are the only one keeping the ship afloat because <laughs> you're saying all these things and. Sean's thinking his mic is off, and he hasn't even turned off his mic. So I mean, we're really, <laughs> really swimming yeah, well, without a paddle I mean, here. There's a there's a perfect example of what you're in store for. So just just so you're aware, but <laughs> I just I want to I, I just want to say one last thing. Uh, you know yeah. about this about this whole thing is that uh, I, I also I want to I, w- I want to thank uh, your parents for for signing the permission oh, slip no. for allowing you to come on the show on a weekly basis. That was. Really, really nice of them, the and uh, please, please send, please send them my regards. I, uh, you know, I, oh, I really man. appreciate it. Oh man, you you can't get one, yeah, you know, um, meeting in, I guess, without without an age joke. I mean, maybe by the time you're fifty, no. Christian, <laughs> will accept you as an adult. I don't, I don't even think that's. Well, be and let me, and this is the reason, and this is the reason why. Okay, because I, as you know, I've known Christian for what it's been ten, at least ten years now. And when yeah. I met him, he was basically right out of college. Okay. Now, of course, no, we all know. No, I was not. I, I was still in college. college when he met him. No, I literally. Oh, was okay. Well, there you go. Even be- awesome. oh, right. So he's basically out of high school. Okay. So me, go. as we all know, I'm I'm the old man here. Okay. That's so, right. So, so yes, Christian to me is a, is a kid. Okay, he was a kid out of high school. I watched this guy grow. <laughs> From that kid out of high school to being a guy who is in the middle of a of a scrum that can get his question in, can articulate. And let me tell you something: people who have never interviewed a professional athlete, one that you watch and admire and whatever, it is not easy to stand there in front of them, in front of cameras, in front of all these people with recorders, and get off an intelligible question and get it done and get it out in a clean and concise manner. And this kid was able to do it in about a year, right? He came into the to training camp the following year after I met him, and I'm like, wow, he's, he's, he is really taken off. One year it took him to be able to completely take over a scrum and get his questions in and get them over properly, and he had the respect of the guys he was talking to also. So I, I just kudos to you, bro, and do me a favor. Don't let this other guy, you know, force you around too much, man. <laughs> I'm going to keep him honest, Tony. Don't worry. Before. You got. I was talking to him. Don't even. Don't even go there, bro. Just, got, Chris. You got to show him the boss, Sean. bro. You can't. You can't. Don't let him railroad you. You got it. Oh, believe me, I won't. I've been putting up with his nonsense for too many years. Fantastic. A lot. A lot of love here tonight. <laughs> love it. All right. All Dr. right. Sean. So now that the the pleasantries are out of the way. Let's talk about the Islanders. Let's talk about what's to come here. We, uh, Christian, Tony, and I were having a little conversation before you came on, and I want to shift it to just talking about how the Islanders finished. I mean, it, it feels like eons ago, you know, with with the, the the stoppage coming at the beginning of March, and you know, if if you if you can remember that, you know, back that far, it, it did not end very well for the Islanders. I mean, you want to talk about backing into the playoffs here. That's essentially what this team did on a seven-game skid. Some games lost by way of overtime, by way of shootout, by way of regulation. But the fact is they lost seven games. Pajot still does not have a win in an Islander uniform. So, Christian, I'd just like you to touch on that. And do you think that's going to have some sort of effect here as they they come into camp and, and try to bring these games back for the playoffs? 
Yeah, it certainly was not the way you thought the season would be at that point when everything kind of halted. And I think when you look back on that, it's it's crazy to think what the Islanders were in you know, October, November, December, and what they really were that second half of the season. Um, and I mean, uh, obviously, I'm sure you guys have talked about it at length, and it's been talked about so much. The, the injury to Adam Pellick was such a huge um, trajectory changer for the Islanders because that really became such a big part of the narrative, how that team played defensively and um, was able to handle it. And it was surprising to see them, them falter so quickly without him. I think that really was the story of the second half. That's the reason why they go out to get in green from New Jersey. Um, you know, you knew that the team needed to make a change as far as bringing in a forward that could put the puck in the back of the net. And Pajot kind of fit that bill, and that's certainly something we've been talking about, I think, for the last couple of years, let alone, um, you know, for most of this year. But um, it, it, the whole thing is, is bizarre when you look at it. Um, and I think, in a weird way, the stoppage of play was the best thing that could have happened for the Islanders um, this season because it gave them the opportunity to regroup and it gave them the opportunity to uh, get healthy again. Um, because, you know, Blue was on the conference call with us a few days ago, and, you know, basically, if we get a season, if we get a training camp, everyone's going to be ready at the disposal. Johnny Boychuk, uh, Casey Zedekis, and obviously most notable is going to be Adam Pellet. So, I mean, that's a huge thing, but where the Islanders ended was just, you know, it was, it was flabbergasting because it just seemed like they couldn't get out of their own way. There was, you know, little mistakes that were really doing them in and was costing them in games. Um, and that's something that obviously the Islanders have had trouble with in years past. But it just seems like, especially with the defensive systems of Barry Trotz, this is something the Islanders are past. Uh, you know, for the last few months of the season, that just wasn't the case. They couldn't get out of their own way and they couldn't buy a win. And I'm sure, you know, Pajot was, was really excited to come here and he was really excited to sign that seven year deal. And the first few games he was able to play it, um, you know, he's still looking for that first win. So. Certainly not the not the way he expected to start his tenure as a New York Islander. So it's certainly been it was certainly like I said a very strange way uh, where things had uh, ended off for the Islanders because it was just the way they were playing. They you almost there was no guarantee that they were going to make the playoffs. I agree with you, buddy. I think that. Uh... I, I, I think that they were on a sinking ship at that point. Uh, they, you, as you said, they couldn't get out of their own way. Um, they did make two very good acquisitions at the deadline and Andy Green and, and Pajot. And I think Pajot is obviously more for the future. But this, this, the thing of that, the, 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 the weight of that losing streak at that point is now over. It's passed. It's gone. It's like it happened last season. So they're going to have yeah. a brand new lease on life. You're going to have everybody healthy. It's like everything that happened before previously is going to be completely gone. It's like it never happened. So you're going to have a team that's basically going to come in fresh. And you saw the way they came in, into training camp this year. They were very focused. They came in. They, they, they knew their system. They knew their roles. And they like basically fell right into place almost on day one. And I really expect that to be exactly the same thing when it comes when 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 they come into into camp, whenever the hell that will be, sometime in July. But I definitely think that Barry is going to have these guys completely focused, know where they're supposed to be, know where they're going to start, go right from the beginning. They're they're comfortable with the system, they're comfortable with what they're doing. They're a well coached team, and I think that now that all of that stuff is out of the way and they have all their guys in place now, I, I think you I, I can I think you can expect to see a different team. When they when they hit the ice again, whenever that could possibly be. Yeah, I I agree with both of you, and I, and I think yeah, the amount of time in between kind of cleans the slate. 
And you're going to get, you know, and look, this is going to happen for most of the teams, Tony, as you and I, as you and I noted before, is that, you know, everybody's going to kind of have a clean slate here and, and, and be at, at close to full strength. Maybe you got a couple of teams with some longer-term injuries, you know, without without looking at it, I'm not sure who, who's who still got guys out in the men. But, you know, it, it, which is I think is going to make it kind of fun too because, you know, you really don't get a playoffs ever when you get pretty much every team at, at near full health, right? I mean, everybody's going in bumped and bruised. You know, so I think that adds an interesting element to these playoffs as well, where not only is there going to be a camp to work on systems for a little while, but you're going to have these teams at full strength. But the next question I wanted to ask you guys, and uh, you know, Christian, you can you can take the lead here, is even though we, we don't have the, the last 14 games to really see how the Islanders would have rounded this season out, are there any comparisons that you guys can draw from, from year one of Barry Trotz to year two? And obviously there were a couple of changes on the roster. But what did you guys see that was different in this team between last year and and the way they closed out this year? Well, I think the I mean I, I think kind of the obvious answer. The biggest thing is the fact that the team was miraculously healthy last year for the most part, mm-hmm. and this year has found ways to that guys have gotten injured left, right, and center, um, yeah. and possibly some of the most bizarre ways you can imagine. So I think the biggest difference has been the factor that the team is was very healthy last year. The, the Islanders have really dealt with injury after injury after injury. I mean, you're talking about Adam Pellick breaking, um, you know, suffering an injury during the pre the pregame soccer ritual, you know, under the arena. Right. Um, you're talking about three guys who all suffered injuries by a skate blade, um, have, have missed significant time. But talk about scary injuries. All three of those were, were quite scary to see. Um, so, I mean, it, like that, like that's something the Islanders didn't have to deal with. And that's, I don't even think that's a coaching issue. It's just an issue of the depth and the ability for this team to kind of have that next man up mentality. And it's not to say that they don't have it, but the fact that fact is, I just don't think the depth there uh, is there necessarily for them to really weather the storm when you have two, three injuries like they've had at certain points of the season. I think that's been the biggest factor. I don't think, you know, the system really hasn't changed. When, you, when everyone is healthy, the Islanders look like the same Islanders they did last year. But the big difference is obviously that the fact that they just not haven't been as healthy as they were last year, um, and it's kind of exposed the fact that they just don't have the depth to deal with it when it's two, three, two, three core guys coming out of the lineup. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think that you know, obviously the health is 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 a, is a major portion of it. But the thing that I noticed, I think more than anything this year, was that last year this team never got too high, too low. You know, you, you saw if they got, if they went up by a couple of goals, if they were down by a couple of goals, it didn't really matter. It was almost like they were in this game, no matter what happened, if it had a bad period and bad periods last year were, were far and few in between this year. I felt like they were a little bit more scattered. You know, they, they didn't have that confidence. Um, they stayed in games, you know, and they still, for most part of the first part of the season, they were, they were almost identical to the team they were last year. But after Pellick went down and, and once you got around towards Christmas, it was a little bit different. You know, you started to see those bad periods start to creep up. You know, you saw the team start to lose focus in games where, you know, they didn't have a bad period where they would be able to bounce right back once they came out of the locker room for the next period. And I think that was the biggest difference. Now, was it because they didn't have their full lineup or they weren't used to playing with a guy down or a, a guy, such an important guy being out of the lineup? Yeah, I guess it's possible. But I think that, in my opinion, at least over the course of the, se- the second half of the season, that was the biggest difference I could see from last year to this year was that it just they didn't play the same, 
You know, they didn't play with the same composure that they played last year. And we talked about it. I'm sure the three of us talked about it at least a couple of different times. And I know Sean and I talked about it a lot was that the team always was always seemed very composed no matter what was ahead of them or what what had just happened. They were able to compose themselves, calm down and be able to move on. And I, I feel like they didn't do a really good job of that the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and I think there's there's merit to the, you know what both of you guys said. And and I think one kind of comes into play with the other. And Christian, you mentioned the injuries and and you know, I think we really learned just how valuable Adam Pellick is to this team this year. Yeah. And his value has been rising over the past couple of seasons. I mean, I remember going back and geez, talking to, you know, Mikey Carver and Tony yourself. I mean, we we were we weren't even sure you know, what kind of defenseman he was going to be for this team. I remember some people being down on him when he first came on the team, and, and just he's just come such a long way. And even though he's not flashy and, you know, he's not going to put up as many points as a guy like Pollock, as a guy like Letty, he's just, I mean, the best word to describe him is solid. You know, I mean, he can play a two-way game. He's responsible defensively. And, you know, you, you think about the reliance that, that this team has put on its system and, and the, the sum of all its parts, you know, basically the mantra that Barry Trotz has instilled in this team, you know, since he took over. And you sometimes the system, I guess, is just going to fall apart when one of your biggest cogs comes out, and, and he's proven to be one of them. And, and, and yeah, like both of you guys said, I mean, they just kind of fell off of it once once he was out, you know? Oh, 100%. I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing, too. Like, nobody... When you're talking about defensemen, nobody recognizes really the guy who does like you know goes and puts his hard hat on and you know plays a smart two way game uh, you know defensive defense defensive game like Pellet does because you know most likely they're not going to play flashy and they don't make the big play so they don't get as much attention you know and that's kind of what Pellet does and I think even when you when you talk to Ryan Bullock I think that makes his game better too because it gives him the ability to you know, be a little bit more comfortable to jump into play and be a little bit more comfortable, be a little bit more offensive-minded because he knows he has Pellick back there who's, who's very good right. at jumping back into play and breaking up, a, you know, a chance if it comes comes back. And when you look at it, too, I mean, really, I mean, I think this season is really when we started, when I think a lot of people start to notice Adam Pellick for what he really is. Yeah. Um, but you go back to last year, too, I think it was really, I want to say November, December, where, where, where Barry Trotz really started to give him... Um, you know, some opportunity. Um, but it was, it was some point in the part of portion of last season where, you know, you really started to see when you look back, Pellet getting more and more minutes and you could see Barry Trust putting a lot more trust into him. And I think this year is just a manifestation of that. Now it's becoming more noticeable. Ryan Pulak and Pellet basically became, you know, the Islanders top pairing. Uh, and that duo has been very good together because they, each other's style play complements one another. And, uh, you know, obviously that the loss of Pellet on that blue line with, with Ryan Pulak certainly changes the way that Pulak's game plays a little bit, too. And I mean, Andy Green's a, a good substitution, but, um, you know, believe it or not, he's, he's no Adam Pellick. Right, right, for sure. And and just moving on to another element here that's going to come into play is Barry Trotz was was quoted recently saying that he feels that goaltending is going to be huge in these playoffs. And, and granted, they are every year. I mean, obviously, if you get a hot goalie, they can they can take you as far as the cup. But, you know, Barry went out of his way to, to put an emphasis on that. So, you know, if you focus on that situation between these two teams, looking at the Islanders and the Panthers, and, you know, you have Varlamov who's gotten, the you know, the bulk of the starts, the lion's share. Um, but, you know, he, he pretty much did the 1A, 1B for, for a good portion of the season. Um, you know, I wonder if, if Grice's pass sense against the Panthers is going to come into play. Uh, maybe not, just because Varlamov's been that lead guy. But, 
Maybe more importantly on the other side of things is that Bobrovsky has not had a Bobrovsky-like season. I'm looking at his stats right now, and Tony and I touched on this a little bit earlier. 900 save percentage, 3-2-3 goals against average. I mean, look, he's just like everybody else, he's going to have this long break to maybe get his head straight and, and play you know, the way we're used to seeing him play. But do the Islanders have an advantage here going into this, this goaltending matchup because of the season that Bobrovsky's had so far? I mean, I guess you could say that, but I think the caveat with this playoffs or tournament or however you want to phrase it um, is that every team is essentially coming in in the same foot. Like, no one's, no one's practiced or played in the last two months. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're really seeing guys getting back onto the ice in their home area. Like, obviously, uh, Pajot was spotted going to a local rink by him in Ontario. Um, I guess stuff is just starting to open up a little bit there where they're getting some ice time. But these guys, realistically, haven't practiced two months and it's not like these guys can go out and they have you know mini rinks or something in their houses it, it's just not a luxury they have so they've been training and keeping in shape but they have been nowhere near um working on the ice so i think the the interesting thing about this whole tournament is going to be the fact that every team is starting in the same position where i mean they're going to get some exhibition games it sounds like before the start of these playing games in round robin for the top four teams but i mean really those I would say the first game or two is going to be pretty ugly. I would imagine for for the Allen and the Panthers. So I, I don't even, I don't know if I if I use those those regular season stats as an indicator of what's to come because right. like I said, no one's played in two months. I mean, I think if anything, it's really going to come down to the skaters. And, um, you know, just how you know how active they're going to be. And how like is this going to look like a early September preseason game? That um, you know, Tony Tony's sat through, you sat through, I've sat through. And they're brutal to watch. Um, I mean, I could I could see that being the case for one or two of these games as they start to get their footing under them, especially during um, you know best of five series. So I don't know. I don't know if it's an advantage just because everyone everyone's right there with each other. You know, I can't imagine Varlamov or Grice have really seen too many shots as the same as Rob Rossi. So I, I I think you can't really I mean at least in my mind you can't really use those regular season stats. In this this time around, because it's just it's such a different it's such a different beast. It's not it's not the same as when you end the regular season and you're going straight into the playoffs. You're talking about a two month layover. So I, I don't know. I don't I don't think it's as much of an advantage as, as you'd imagine. I I been agree with you, buddy. I I think this is going to be like starting the playoffs uh, in October because you know it's it's essentially that all these teams have just had a, an off season. So. I agree with you. I, I don't know what we're going to get. I don't. I don't think anyone can go on. You could tell me Boston was the best team. You could tell me Tampa is, is going to be healthy with Stamkos. I agree with you. I don't know what you don't know what you're going to get from anybody because you've seen teams early on in the season go on a seven game winning streak and then uh, you know by the end of October they're in last place. So it's definitely possible that you're going to get something you know absolutely completely out of left field. Uh, I want to stick with goaltending with you, Chris, because, um, you know, as as we all know, the most anticipated goaltender in the history of this organization, <laughs> I think, has yet to come and, and play for this team, yet to sign his contract. And there's been some questions about um, this rule of being able to burn your first year of your contract and, and so on and so forth. But while we're talking about Elias Sorokin, um, the NHL, which you know has a history of doing inexplicable things, uh, is now done another one by by getting rid of this rule or, or suspending it, or I don't know what the hell they're doing with it. But um, it is not only just holding up Sorokin, but it is holding up guys like uh, 
uh, Kirill Kaprizov, who, uh, if I'm not mistaken, is going to sign another year in the KHL because they don't have an answer to what's going on here. There's questions about whether he's going to do that. Um, so I want to just get your thoughts on, on whether or not you think that they're going to actually get this thing figured out because uh, I guess uh, yesterday they decided they're going to punt it till July 1st to figure out what they're going to do about this. Uh, what do you think about it, Chris? Yeah, I mean, it really, it really doesn't make sense when you, when you think about it. Larry Brooks had a great column in the Post the other day um, you know, about this and how it, it could potentially be a sticking point for, for the PA, the Players Association, considering, I mean, it's, it's something that players have done for the last, you know, for, oh, as long as I can remember. I mean, I, mean, I know Bill, uh, Bill Daly, um, I forget Gary Bettner, Bill Daly, used it on the conference call the other day, you know, essentially calling them ringers, but I mean, it's something that teams have done Forever, like, it, it makes no sense that they would they would have this rule in place. They you know they would allow teams to do this in the past, and now they're going to say, well, now we can't really allow you to do it. It just it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I'm not sure what the what the reasoning behind it is, considering that there's there's a precedent set set already where guys have come in from college and whatnot and played in the playoffs. Um, it, it just it really it kind of baffles me. I mean, the NHL does a lot of things that baffle me to begin with. <laughs> So uh, this this kind of goes into that category, and obviously put a big wrench in what the Islanders' plans are. I think that's really changed the um, you know kind of the case with Sorokin. Um, you know, a thing that a deal that seems to be all but done uh, now kind of it's fifty fifty whether he actually shows up now, considering the circumstances surrounding what's going on with the contract. I mean, it it really doesn't make a lot of sense, and I think it certainly put the Islanders in a, in a bad spot from a negotiation standpoint. Um, because I didn't necessarily, I mean, Lou, in fairness, Lou Lamarelli plays everything very close to, to the chest, you know, so I'm not, uh, you know, I could be interpreting way wrong, but from the interpretation that I had on the conference call the other day, when he, when he didn't really comment on it, it wasn't as firm as when, you know, he's been asked about it in the past, and he's obviously deflected from the question, but there's a certain sense of um, reassurance where, you know, maybe he's not going to comment it on, but there's a there's a gut feeling that Sorokin's going to be here, and I just didn't get that sense uh, the other day. Maybe again, maybe I'm way off on, on that interpretation, but um, it's certainly it certainly put things to an interesting perspective for the Islanders, considering uh, you know everyone was very gung ho and excited to get Sorokin here. Um, you know, obviously it seems like we finally had for the Islanders, we finally had potentially the heir apparent of their you know future, their goaltender of the future. Um, you know, something that they really haven't had. Uh, very, very, very long time. Um, or even thinking back to it, a guy that could potentially be the, you know, the future goal, the future goaltender for the franchise. I mean, last time we've had someone like that was probably Ricky Pietro, and obviously people don't remember how that went. So there was a certain excitement around it. It seems like that's kind of died down and dragged on and dragged on because of what the NHL has decided to do, which is, is change a rule in the middle in the middle of an already chaotic season, um, which makes very little to no sense. But, and and and, and I, I read that quote the other day from Bill Daly about the ringer, and I, I was just like, you know, you're you're basically reinventing your entire format. You're reinventing next season. You're talking about hub cities, host cities, 2014 playoff play-ins. You know, first round, it's playing in front of empty buildings. I mean, in all seriousness, you do whatever the fuck you want at this point. I mean, in all ser- I mean, <laughs> really, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I mean, c- 
Colorado, after the college season, brought Kale McCarr in last year, and he was able to play in the playoffs. Why would they change that now? Like, I don't understand. You have teams like Pittsburgh that had Jake Gensel out of the lineup. You have Tampa that had Steven Stamkos that was out for the rest of the year. Now, all of a sudden, these guys are coming back. Are you going to say, well, before anything has happened, your ringers you know, were, were injured, so now they can't play? I mean, it's, it's so ridiculous for them to, to come up with this now. It's, 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 it just boggles my mind. Right, and if there was any real concern, I guess, if their argument was, well, we're trying to preserve the integrity of the playoffs. Again, <laughs> which something is that's already joke. happened in the past, it makes no sense. Yeah. And so I, I, there, I really haven't read a good reason why they're considering changing this or not changing it or, or you know, keeping it, keep being so stern on, you know, we're not letting guys sign contracts for the season. It, it really makes no sense. There's no argument that they've made that I've heard that really backs up any sort of logical reasoning behind it, which again, considering what the NHL has done in the past, it, it, you know, they've mm-hmm. always gone against the grain and gone against logic. So you shouldn't be too surprised, but still in a situation where you already kind of throwing the book out with this, as far as, you know, the playoffs and how you're handling everything. I mean, why, why is this the thing you're drawing the line of the fans for? Yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, <laughs> The good news is as that is that it's not set in stone, and they're still talking about it. the The PA is against it. I would I would assume all if most if not all general managers are against it. I, I have a feeling they're gonna they're gonna walk it back, and they're either gonna not make that a rule, or they'll they'll make some kind of exception where they'll allow players to sign, but they won't be able to join the teams and play in the playoffs. I, I just I just can't imagine for, again for the way you spelled it out. It's just ridiculous that uh, I don't think it's gonna happen at the end of the day. Right. Yeah, but Johnny, that, that makes, that makes it. Now, now, boys. I'm sorry. One at a time. No, I'm sorry. But I just, <laughs> I was just going to just interject there and say that that doesn't help them because now Sorokin, if you don't see, even if he signs and he's allowed to burn that first year of that contract, he's going to sit for like nine months because from the end of the KHL season to the time yeah. that he will be able to play in a regular season game is January. He's going to be sitting for essentially nine months. Like that's. Well, that's, unless that's they they let him taxi. I mean, maybe they let him taxi and you know join the. Maybe they let these guys join the teams and practice with them, and maybe they can even play in those exhibition games. Although I don't see why any you know coach would want to put a guy into an exhibition game that's not actually going to play in the playoffs. But you know, maybe there's a way to get these guys skating so that they can still hang on to his assets. It's not perfect. I mean, look, you guys are right. They should just let them sign and, and let it you know work as normal. But you know, at least there's still a conversation. Oh, yeah, and I mean, I think what I was going to say, too, was that, like, if they wait too long, how long is Sorokin or, or Sorokin and some of the other, these other guys going to hold out until we're going to make screwed? We're just going to sign another contract with our KHL, KHL club, club, and then you've essentially screwed the NHL franchises that were waiting on these guys because they wanted to sign deals that would start this season. Right. So, I mean, it really, when you think about it from that aspect, too, if you're an owner or GM, you're in the league is to continue to hold to the stance, or they're waiting till July to make a decision about this. I mean, I'd be pissed if I was if I was moving, you know, some of these other GMs that this really has an impact on because you're screwing you're screwing me essentially because you can't make a decision or you're you're holding some dumb stipulation that you think makes sense, which it doesn't. Right. Well, I mean, hopefully this is something that they're they're working on. 
you know, around the clock so that they can come to some solution and, you know, have something hammered out so that, no, you know, they're not hanging out in the balance and, and they can come to, you know, at least people will know what the next step is and what they can do and, you know, who can sign where and, and make their next moves. But, but Christian, man, you spent a lot of time with us tonight. Really appreciate you joining us to, to help us send Tony off. And I'm really excited for what's to come here with Hockey Night in New York. I'm super stoked that uh, you agreed to hang on and uh, to, to hop on and, you know, a lot of fun coming coming uh, up in the future. We're going to have some new bells and whistles here. We're going to have some new format, and uh, it's going to be great. And 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 lastly, Christian, I just wanted to congratulate you on uh, working with me uh, for the foreseeable future. <laughs> yeah, no, I, like I said, I'm really excited to be part of this. And the city is a legacy that Tony created at uh, Hockey Night in New York, and, and keep it afloat because, like I said, quite frankly, you uh, – <laughs> You are a sinking ship, and wow. I just don't want to see that happen to all Tony's hard work. <laughs> Christian, God bless you, bro, because you're going to need it. <laughs> well, I appreciate that, Tony. Wow. Uh, I'm, I'm glad I could be part of your send-off show. You, like I said, you've done a, a great job with, uh, with everything for the last uh, few years that you've been involved. So it's been, I'm, I'm, I'm really honored to kind of be, hopefully continue that, that lineage. I have no doubt, brother, and thank you so much. All right, Christian. Thanks a lot, buddy. We'll be talking soon. All right, you take care. You too, guys. All right, take it easy, pal. All right, folks. That was the great Christian Arnold from Islanders Insight. Go check out islandersinsight.com for great Islanders coverage from Christian and the rest of the staff over there. He's the managing editor over there. And now he is the new co-host of Hockey Night in New York going forward, but not yet. We still got to finish the show out. Tony is still here, so we're going to keep this going. So, Tony, my friend, Tony, pal, I'm trying to see where we go here. Is there anything else we want to cover with this this format, these playoffs? Um, we didn't touch on the round-robin aspect of it before. Christian mentioned it, the whole one through four. They're going to play, I guess, they're each going to get three games against each other in, in the same conference, and, and that'll you know decide the seeding. And what is your opinion on that? Do you like that, Tony? Do you think that's the the best way to go about this since, you know, the other teams, you know, that are getting the buys, they they did want to get some kind of game action so they're not just sitting around waiting for the other teams who who are getting into a playoff series before them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I mean, no, but look, I... Uh, this this whole twenty four, you know, like it, it, it like reeks of a you know uh, of a tournament more than it does anything else. And you know, I, well, look, I guess Tony, I, again, I don't mean to cut I, you off, but the question is, how do you do it better? What's what's the better option? I, I don't know if there's a way to do it better, bro. Right. Honestly, I mean, I mean, I guess it's fine. I guess I mean, I, you know, it, under the circumstances, you know, you got to come up with something. So. Things are so weird. The fact that you can't play in certain cities, you can't play in front of fans. So yeah, I mean, at this point, it's like, all right, let's just throw a bunch of shit at the wall and figure out what sticks. I mean, I, to me, I, I get it. You know, I, 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 look, I'm I'm an old school guy, bro. I like the way I like to play the playoff formats. I like the way the playoffs always are. I, you know, that's that's the way I would have loved to have had it. That's why because they can't do it, I, I would have been kind of okay. You know, like I, with the you know, with, with canceling the season and just starting fresh next year. But again, I understand the economics behind it, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know if there's a way to do it better. I think that, you know, considering that where we're at and where everything is going at this point, you know, you had to be creative. So they're trying to be creative. I don't particularly care for it, but that's just because I'm, 
you know, I'm a fan of how things always are, and we can't have that. So, uh, you know, I guess I, you know, I'm just bitter. <laughs> I get it, man, but that's the thing. I, I think, you know, for anybody like yourself, and look, again, I'm not thrilled with it, but anybody that's that's of that mentality, I mean, it's beggars can't be choosers, man. You know, it's 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 either this, something close to it, or nothing, right? And and we don't even know if this is definitely going to happen. I mean, yes, the plan has been signed off on, it's been voted on, this is what they want to do, but if shit hits the fan with this pandemic going on, they may have to turn around and say, look, we wanted to do it, but we can't. Now, I don't think it's ultimately going to come down to that. They have been very stubborn with this. I think they're going to find a way to make it happen one way or the other. It may start later than they want it to, but, I mean, there is a chance that this doesn't even happen. So, f- from a... From an Islander fan standpoint, from a hockey fan standpoint, I will take this a million times over nothing. I don't think it's a terrible concept. I think, you know, they put a lot of thought into it, and they they did their best to come up with the most balanced way to make it as fair for the teams involved as possible. I mean, look, there's probably some players that they're not going to say it out loud, but maybe a team, you know, a player on a team, maybe like a Montreal or like one of the, the teams towards the bottom, they're like, what the hell are we doing this for? We're going to be there for three games, and then we're going to get swept out of town, and we're going back home or whatever it is. You know, they're going to go through all that camp. They're going to do training camp. They're going to do exhibition games, and some of these teams might get bounced out of town in three games. See you later. Thanks for coming. Right, right. But I, but you look, bro. You know as well as I do. You're a hockey player. I've always been a hockey player. These guys are professional hockey players. And what do hockey players love to do? They love to play hockey. Play hockey. So yep. I think that I think the the only thing that th- that they're thinking about right now, I don't. I, you could fly these guys. Some of these guys they fly across the world, right, to play in a tournament for two games. You know, they they don't care. They 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 want to play. And I you know and I and I. I I look at the NHL and I give them, I give the NHL and the NHLPA a lot of credit because they were able to come to a decision on, and look, it's much easier than, you know, the economics is much easier than it would be for, for major league baseball, the NFL or whatever, because they are at the tail end of their season. The players have been paid most of their money to this point. So for them to do this, it's just basically the love of the sport. The, the players could have turned around and been like, you know what? No, we don't want, we don't want to take the chance. We don't want to be away from our families. We don't want to be cooped up in a hotel for two months. They're willing to do whatever it is. To, to be able to play on now i give them a lot of credit for being able to do that you look at some of these other sports where they can't you know they, they can't even get their they can't get their act together baseball you got billionaire owners arguing with millionaire players you know they they, they can't figure out how to do how to make them the money work and who's going to pay for what and there's no fan it's ridiculous but the nhl i give them a lot of credit they came up with an idea they were able to hammer out a deal with the nhlpa it bodes well, I think, personally, for uh, future contract negotiations for CBAs. That the fact that they're able to come to this agreement, That's a good point. Um, the you know the the players were able to to give the owners the money that they need. And look, the, the players have a vested interest in this. That's the way the CBA stuff works because the players have a vested interest. They want to see the league do well because then the salary cap goes up, then player salaries go up. So there's a vested interest there. But they were able to get it done. Basically, baseball players just like either pay some money, you owe us, or go fuck yourself. We'll stay home. So I, <laughs> you know, like, and, and I'm, I'm sorry, but that's exactly what they're doing. And it really, as a fan, you look at this and you're like, these these people have more money than they know what to do with, and they can't figure out how to get on the field and do their job. And it's it's annoying as as annoying as hell to be able to, to to sit back and watch it. It's 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 pissed me off to the point where I don't even care if they play baseball this year. But I'm excited the fact that the I NHL don't. was able to get this done. <laughs> 
well, I, you don't give a shit if they, if, no matter what. They, you don't watch it at all. But nope. my point is, is that for them to get to this point, they had to agree on a deal. They came up with something. The players are on board. The ownership's on board. I, I, I like that. You know, let them play and let's do it. I'm not, I don't love it, but I, I will definitely watch, you know, every minute of it. Yeah. I mean, that, I think that's the attitude you got to have. I'll take something over nothing. You know, exactly. And 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 look, if it was to watch Netflix, if it was, <laughs> I hear that, man. Oh my god, I mean, Jesus. <laughs> I mean, look, if it if if the format was a steaming pile of crap, <laughs> I would say so and say don't bother. You know, right? But yeah, if it was if it was ridiculous, then you'd be like, all right, guys, come on, this is this is like video game stuff here. But they, yeah. I mean, they look. There's, there's a premise behind it. You know, you obviously, you know, you see they wanted bigger markets, Chicago, Montreal. They wanted to get as many markets as possible involved, you know. And look, this is, a, it's just, you know, Montreal, yeah, were they, were they terrible this year? Absolutely they were. But they have carried price. And as, as we talked about with Chris on the phone, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, you got a hot goalie. It doesn't matter how bad your team is. Yeah, man. Your goalie can carry you straight away. You saw Arthur Urbe do that with the Carolina Hurricanes. And I don't even remember what year that was, about 2002. In the ninety-eight or whatever. I don't remember what <laughs> Did year. Did you just it was, say two thousand ninety-eight? No, I thought it was two thousand and six <laughs> or nineteen ninety-eight. Or I don't remember which one it was. But but the point is that that was a that was a shit team. But Arthur Zerbe was on was was on fire and took his team all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals. You've seen you've seen it happen before. So you you could definitely see a team doing that again. Carey Price is a guy who can take a, a team that cannot win normally or cannot score and will carry them through a couple of series with sure. just the way he plays. Yeah. So uh, I look at things like that and, uh, you know, you obviously are looking at uh, the, you know, you're looking at the same thing that the NHL players, the NHL folks are looking at it as bring in the bigger markets, put teams in there, you know, get a Cinderella story. That'll bring, bring up a lot of, um, uh, a lot of positive press will get people interested that maybe they weren't interested before. I think people are going to be watching it just because it's live and it's not something that's been recorded. No movies come out, no TV shows. They need that craving anything. I mean, if people are watching WWE with them talking, trash talking to each other in an empty room, then people are going to watch hockey that never watched hockey before. Yeah, that's a great point, too. I mean, it might be the only option. They might actually gain some fans out of this. If they pull this off I think so. and they get the games going, you're going to have people saying the same thing you just said. I am sick of Netflix. I'm sick of Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus. I'm sick of Amazon Prime. I'm sick of Hulu. I'll never be sick of Disney+. Plus, but that, I mean, that's a different story. <laughs> of course not. You are, you are the number <laughs> one fan, I'm sure. <laughs> But, I got HBO Max, by the way. That thing is fantastic, brother. Just so you're aware. You know, what is you the difference? Had, What's the difference between oh, HBO oh, Max, HBO Go, HBO Now? I don't understand. What's going That's on here? Real ton quick. Of content. Ton of content, bro. Ton of content. Outside of I'm what you can already like watch? Oh, bro. They, got, they have so much. I, they have movies like, you know, sometimes, you know, you struggle like you go to Netflix. Right. Like, oh, what comedy you got? And it's like four comedies. All right, HBO so you're 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 on the the HBO Max marketing team. You got one movie or show to push to, to convince me to join HBO Max. What is it? Game of Thrones. All right, I guess that was a layup. I should <laughs> I should have knew that was coming. Yeah, well, no, seriously. But wait, did you watch Thrones, it? You have Are you watching it? The what? Uh, I just got it two days ago, bro. Relax. Oh, come break. on. I'll get there. I'll get and there. how do you push Game so, of Thrones wait, no, if you haven't watched it yet? And you can watch it on HBO Go. Because and HBO I everything. Yeah. Well, I, I I have it's part of my files back. You failed. You, you, you failed. I'm not, I'm not subscribing. You, you failed. 
No, listen. <laughs> if you have if you have files, by the way, you got your files, don't you? Buddy, I cut the cord, man. I've cut, cut everything. Cord. Yeah, pal. Oh, I'm internet oh, only, God. pal. Good for you. Good for you. Oh yeah. Well, anyway, if you have if you have files, you get HBO Max as part of your, and you have you subscribe to HBO, you are, you have access to HBO Max. So that's that's just that's part of your yeah, man, your whole whatever. thing. So if you're already paying for HBO, now you have access to that. But right. they have a tremendous amount of content. You should just check it out. It, it is very good. I I, I just I, I just got it the <laughs> other day, and I was I was stunned. <laughs> You fired. You are no longer working for for Warner Brothers and HBO Max. That that, that, that was a bad sell. <laughs> but anyway, okay. getting oh my god, okay. getting back to my point is yes. that by the time these games start, and, you know, I think you're going to have a similar attitude where people are just going to be like sports, yeah, sports, let's do it. I mean, you yourself, you said you threw on some WWE. I would never do that in my right mind. You 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 made it there. But there's going to be other people that are going to look at hockey and be like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. And I think people are watching the German soccer leagues, right? Because that's really the only thing going on, right? The the Bundesliga or whatever it's called, right? Yeah, uh, the Korean Baseball League has also been on on ESPN. Okay, all right. So, Well, they had to put that on because they were tired of putting the Golden Tee and the uh, Golden Tee Championships and the, uh, what was it, the Cornhole uh, you know, <laughs> Championship Series of the World. I don't know right, what Right, stuff that, that you would typically see on the Ocho. Stuff that you would never... I mean, I think I think ESPN was going to put cow tipping on after uh, after that. I would have watched that. I would have watched. I would have watched it too. I, I, I selfishly, I definitely would have wanted to see that. <laughs> yes, yes, but I don't think uh, Peter would have allowed that to happen. But probably. But anyway, yes, it's an opportunity for for the lead to get new fans because look, once people actually give it a chance and watch, I mean, a lot of people stick around. I mean, r- really, the big sell is 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 being at a game. We all know that as hockey fans, there's nothing like seeing a game live in the seats. But you know what? Maybe they steal a couple people from some other sports, you know, or at least get some interest from people from from other sports fandoms, and and it, and it helps build it. But look, hopefully, it all works out. Hopefully, you know. The cities continue to phase in properly as well as they can, and you know they get the the proper logistics in 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 place, and they're able to test, and they're able to do everything they need to do to get these players and and whatever staff that they have to get on site to you know have a, a safe environment. They're able to do it, and and selfishly, you know, during all this fucking madness and chaos going on right now. You know, when people need a break, they can turn on the television and they can watch these games and, and have a little entertainment and, you know, get away from some of that stuff. But mm-hmm. we'll see. So with that said, Tony, there's just one, two, two, little, two little things I want to touch on, then we'll take a little break and we'll wrap this thing up. Just um, mm-hmm. real quick, there were some signings. Uh, Felix Bebo, Cole Kosky, mm-hmm. and uh, the, the next great name, in in the Islander franchise history, Mr. Blade Jenkins. They Blade all, Jenkins. They all signed contracts. Do you have anything to say about those fellows, or we can just move on? No, they they are guys who were taken. Uh, oh, those are all fifth, later sixth, round and seventh picks. round guys. Yeah, right. So they were all later round draft picks. All guys who the uh, you know that you take that you hope that you have uh, you know take that step forward maybe a year later than than players uh, do it typically before their draft year. These guys did it maybe after their draft year. Um, but all three guys are are definitely uh, worthy of of their their contracts. And look, all it is basically is a shot for them to go to the HL, continue playing, and to be able to play and try and develop into that next step which would be into an nhl player do i think either, any three of these guys are going to be stars probably not uh blade jenkins is a guy who who um who, whose, whose ceiling seems to be a third or a fourth line fourth line player 
Uh, Bibo and um, and Koski are guys who have offensive ability. Maybe they can get into like a middle six kind of a role if they if, if all rolls right for them. We're not really sure, but you know, send them to the AHL, get them to you know, get them some some time with the coaching staff, uh, get them into some prospect camps and see what happens with them. But it's uh, you know, three guys who you know just add to the mix. You never know what you're getting when uh, you know with some of these guys. But the, the two. The two guys, like I said, Koski and Bibo, have, have offensive ability, so it'll be interesting to see uh, where they go from here. Well, I'm rooting for Blade Jenkins because I want to get his jersey. I want to see him He's plug up guy, bro. fourth line, get, get him in guy. there in a couple years, and uh, I, I will be the, one of the first people to get his jersey. All right. He's a hard worker. He's going to be a, a guy who Islander fans are, are, are rooting for because he's, uh, he's, he's a guy who just goes out there and puts it all out there. All right. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens with those fellows. And 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 last thing before we break here is that uh, much to the to the delight of Islander fans near and far, construction has rebegun, <laughs> has continued at Belmont. And according to people in the know, it's supposedly still on track to open on time. Maybe a slight delay, but because they. They did so well over the winter because it was such a, a mild winter and they didn't really have to take any days off. They, they plowed through, and it looks like even with this this stoppage that they had that they're going to be able to open this building up on time. Yeah, I mean, look, it, apparently they were uh, they were a bit ahead of schedule when, uh, when all the work stopped. So right. uh, I guess at some point or another, they felt that they had to try to, you know, get ahead of schedule in case something popped up where they'd have some kind of delay or – Maybe they were anticipating something going with maybe one of these lawsuits, which uh, another thing that happened over the course of this COVID is that the final lawsuit uh, uh, against the, the project has been thrown out of court, and that's, uh, that paves the way that, you know, that nothing else could stop what's going on. But, uh, I, you know, whatever, whatever they decided to do, uh, whatever, they, whatever reason they, they were ahead of schedule, it ended up paying off because they were out of work for whatever it was, seven or eight weeks, and they were able to pick up and Hopefully, you know, this building is going to open on time and be as, as spectacular as, as we expect it to be. And uh, there have been some videos that were taken, like, from inside, I guess, the concourse area to looking into what the arena, like, just looks like, which is it's actually, obviously, it's all steel, but it's exciting just to see it, bro. I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic that they're back to work, and, and that doesn't look like we're going to miss any time with it. And one thing you can do if, if you're tired of Netflix is that you can binge the construction of Belmont now. You can the you can go to the I website. Doing, I was doing that before COVID, so <laughs> I maybe get back into that. I know because we're all lunatics. I had it, I had it on too, and I'm like, oh, there's steel over there now. Oh, it's almost a full circle now. Oh, it's almost. The scary complete. part is, is that if you could look at the site and tell what they've done on a day to day basis, you're watching the web. You're watching the cam way too much. Yeah, you're you're wasting precious seconds and minutes of your life away looking at okay. looking at. I mean, first it started with you know moving dirt, right? We got excited about the dirt going from over here to over there, and and now it's just you know now they're putting Legos up. You know, <laughs> the, the beams are going up. You see the crane on this side of the screen. Now it's on that side of the screen. But yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. look, if, if you're tired of Netflix, you can you can watch modern architecture going up right before your your very eyes. So there's yep, that. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. All right, folks. Well, thanks a lot for hanging out with us here for, for Tony's Farewell Show. We're going to take one more break here, and then we will wrap things up. We will be right back. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York at HockeyNightNY.com, the premier live podcast covering the New York Islanders and the NHL at large from our studios right here on Long Island, hosted by Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile. Tune in weekly during the season Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time for insights on the team, great special guests, and commentary on all the happenings around the league. If you happen to miss us live, all shows can be streamed or downloaded 24 hours a day, 7 days a week at the same address, HockeyNightNY.com. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher, where you can subscribe and never miss a show, no matter what your preferred platform. Question for the guys? Comments? Interested in the sponsorship? Please contact us at HockeyNightNewYork at gmail.com for any and all inquiries. We appreciate all the support, and as always, let's go Islanders. Love repping your favorite Long Island hockey team? Can't get enough orange and blue swag? Look no further than Yes Men Outfitters, the independent lifestyle brand born on the island to support the game, the team, and the players you love. Visit YesMenOutfitters.com for a wide selection of themed shirts, hats, hoodies, and yes, even pajamas. All apparel is designed and created in-house with the same passion and dedication as your favorite team on the ice. So upgrade your wardrobe and show off your pride today by visiting YesMenOutfitters.com. And don't forget to use promo code HockeyNightNY for 10% off your order. That's YesMenOutfitters.com. Welcome back to the program, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to Hockey Night in New York with Sean Cuthbert and Tony Stabile, Mr. Tony Stabile's send-off show. And tonight, when you hear this song, that means it is time for the hero of the show. That's right, folks. It's time for the hero of the show. And that man is none other than my pal, my good friend, Mr. Tony Stabil. And this man is the hero of the show because he's been my partner in crime for the last five and a half years, doing a phenomenal job on this show, on the mic, behind the scenes, being my brother. We've had a ton of great times, a ton of great laughs, whether it's been sitting down together in the studio or going out to do the live events, meeting all you guys out there, the listeners, the fans, and just having a great time and a great laugh. And the camaraderie that this show has built between the two of us is something that I will always cherish we'll never forget and you know we were pals before we started the show when we were doing hockey night uh sorry hockey this week with my brother paulie and and mikey carver and we started this show and you know kind of just as a let's see what happens and and um you know maybe even just a little bit of a hobby you know just look we both love the team and, and we wanted to give it a shot and you know we had fun with it and you know we both became passionate about it and and you know Thanks, thanks to all you guys out there. You started listening. You gave us a reason to keep coming back, and and uh, I've loved every minute of it. And buddy, you know, like I said, top of the show. It's a bittersweet day. I'm glad that you know you're still going to be a part of this thing. 
but uh, I'm going to miss you. I'm going to miss you big time. I love you. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to, to what's to come, come down the road. And uh, I'll, I'll always uh, appreciate the times we had doing the show together. I, 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 those, those words warm my heart, brother. You know, I have, I have enjoyed every minute of the show with you. I have during the good times and the bad times, you know, where, you know, we're, we're passionate guys. You've heard us over the last, as you said, five and a half years. And we've not always seen eye to eye on things. And that's the way a good working relationship works. You know, that's the way things are. You know, we, we have had wonderful times together. You know, as I said, nights just bullshitting about the, the team or movies or, you know, you imploring me to watch Game of Thrones or <laughs> how much we Nickelback. I mean, we've had conversations about shit like you wouldn't believe. We've traveled places. We went to Minnesota together. We, yeah. you know, we've draft, been yeah. to, yeah, we, I mean, we've, 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 you know, we've traveled together. We've gone places. We've done live shows. We've met fans. We've done charity events. We've done all different kinds of things. And, you know, when I started blogging on my, my space page, fucking 12, 13 years ago as a hobby, you know, and that's how this whole thing started, bro. I just started writing game recaps just for myself, just, you know, just to, to do it. And, you know, to, to start, you know, writing for different sites and, you know, getting noticed and, you know, the Islanders gave me a shot, you know, I got asked to become part of the blog box and, you know, I, I got to meet great people along the way, you know, Arthur Staple and Andrew Gross, you know, Steve Mears, um, Brian Compton. And then I met your brother, you know, I met, yeah. you know, you know, Paulie and, you know, Katrina uh, Dole, who was running the Islanders, um, um, social media team at that time, uh, put us together. You know, you guys were doing a show at Doolin's and she said, Hey, you should go on with these guys. They're really good. And I met you and Mikey and, and, and Paulie and, yeah, first show we, you know, I, 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 I was on with you guys for 20 minutes or whatever it was in the, in the basement of the Coliseum, you know, in <laughs> the Doolins right? <laughs> and yeah, we were in Doolins and you know, like it was a great spot. And then like two weeks later, I, I got an email from Paul. He asked me to do it again. And it just started to be like a regular thing. And you know, our friendship formed from there, like, you know, the, all the different places we've been to yeah, and man. third long, and, long, you know, people New York we've brewery. met. The windfall uh, and all, all the great people we met. Buddy, Dave the Chopra nights at the windfall were great. Oh uh, man, I remember that uh, the Stanley Cup final game where Boston won it against Vancouver. Oh my god! So did, f- remember we couldn't even remember we couldn't even walk from the back to the front. We had to go out the side yeah, f- door, and we ended up going to eat down the block because we couldn't get food at the windfall because it was so busy. Yeah, because folks, uh, a little background on that: it was at the windfall in Manhattan, which I'm pretty sure is still up and running now. It is. It is. Uh, I just passed it the other day. There the other you day. go. So they used to do like a weekly thing called the Canada Cabin. And basically it ended up being a bar for a bunch of literally Canadians to show up and have a good time. But they would incorporate hockey into it and they would have like a hockey day or a hockey night. And that's how we got involved with them. So it just so happened that during that time we were doing this with them that they had the finals with Vancouver against Boston. So, I mean, not only did Canuck fans come out in droves, but you just had, you know, hockey fans from Canada. Yeah, Boston fans, but Mm -hmm. just fans from all over Canada that were basically, you know, living in New York, and the place was mobbed front to back. We did a pregame show beforehand, had a great time, Mm -hmm. but like Tony said, the place was mobbed, and 
My, I'll never forget the, the the dejection on the faces of of the people in that bar in that after yep, after yep. the Bruins won that game. <laughs> it was it was. I mean, we didn't care <laughs> because you know we're, we're right. fans, yeah, we're fans, whatever. And we, we just came to watch game, hockey, but oh man, we we are <laughs> we were feeling for those those Canuck fans, man, and those Canadian fans that yeah. were there. Uh, that that was rough, but but yeah, times like that was just a fantastic time. Just unbelievable times, and third and long with Curtis. Uh, you know the nights we spent in that place, and oh, yeah. the shows we did there, and you know, like we we just we had so many great times. And uh, you know, I mean, look, I, I've made a lot of friends over this. The you know between you and Paulie and Mike. You know, uh, Andy Graziano, Scott Charles, Christian, like these are guys who, you know, no matter what happens, I'll be talking to them. All all those guys reached out to me just recently, just, you know, you know, hey, you know, heard about what's going on. You know, glad you're going to still be doing stuff. And I just, it's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And, you know, the Islanders, they, they gave me a chance to, to, live my dream, you know, be able to be in the locker room and go to training camp and, you know, talk to players and talk to coaches and interview the general manager. Like I I never in my life ever thought any of those things were possible. And I'm grateful that I've been able to do it for as long as I have. And I'm grateful for my friendship with you that I'll, I'll never, you know, that'll never change. hundred percent. And, uh, I love you. I love you too, man. I love you too. And you know, like we said, this isn't the end. It's just a change. You're gonna be back. We're gonna because we all need to know how's it feel to be Tony Stabile. Need to know. Well, <laughs> and the fact that people actually want to hear that shit is amazing <laughs> to me. That people really want to know how I feel. So I, I appreciate that. And I, in the last, you know, last thing, I don't want to, you know, drag this out, but you know, the, the, the fans of the show are just. You guys are awesome. You really are. Yeah. Islander fans in general are, are a special breed of people. We are a family. We are a community. But the fans of this show are just unbelievable. You know, guys who are real vocal, Chris and, and Tristan. Um, Richie. You know, yeah. uh, Warren, Richie. Yeah. Like, every one of these guys just reached out and, you know, just, you know, hey, you know, so glad you're going to stick around and, you know, you're going to be here and, you know, we're really sorry we're going to see you go. Like, that That means the world to me. It really does. Yeah. It means the world to both of us because, you, you know, Shawnee and I have had plenty of conversations leading up to this and, you know, and he was as 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 glad and as happy as I was to see those those comments come in because, yes. you know, you we know how much you care and you, you have no idea how much we care about you and how much time we put in to doing the show. And we, we love it. We love every minute of it. We really do. And that's the reason why you're going to love Christian so much because his passion for hockey is as unbridled as, as Tony, as, as Sean and I is. And, uh, you know, it has been a great pleasure doing the show every week yes. for as long as I have. And I look forward to the first segment with these guys. And like I said, bro, I'll be showing up at, at live events and stuff like that, just oh, yeah. hang out with these dudes because they're my boys and I love them. And you know, thank you for for listening. And uh, I will talk to you guys soon. Well, Tony, I want to thank you once again, man. It's been a it's been an amazing run, and uh, I'll never forget it. I love you, pal. And again, I want to thank everybody for joining us for for sending off Tony. And uh, it means a lot to us, like Tony said, and we want to thank you. And 
We're looking forward to the future. Can't wait to get Christian on here and can't wait to have Tony back. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun. Hockey Night in New York rolls on. The family's just expanding. And uh, it's going to be a lot of fun with the new hockey coming in. So, Tony, I love you, pal. I'm going to miss you dearly. And, uh, folks, I want to thank you for tuning in to Hockey Night in New York tonight for this special show. And uh, have a great night. Be safe out there. And uh, we'll be with you soon. Take care. Last man and now that it was back then If I was them I wouldn't let me